there was gun control in my house growing up. A lot of gun control. Uh, I lived in a gun-controlled nanny state when I was raised by my mom. And I'm glad I was. And I'm glad it was. Growing up, I was really uncomfortable with guns. I was uncomfortable with weapons. Um, my mom, it was interesting. I wasn't allowed to watch G.I. Joe. Uh, so that, that was, that was, I was stopped from ever attempting to, I wanted to sometimes like I turn the station and I'd be like, you know, I try to sneak and watch G.I. Joe and, and shit like that. And she would always say, you know, turn the television. No, don't watch G.I. Joe. I, you know, I would want to, uh, you know, buy a, a gun or a toy gun or something like that. Um, and she wouldn't let me buy the gun. She would, she, she didn't want me to, to exercise the action of taking a fake gun and even pretending to shoot someone else, point a gun at another person. Because one of the things that, that she taught me was the effect of what happens when you, when you inflict that kind of violence on someone. Violence in any way, but specifically with a gun, because it's so indiscriminate. It's so, it's cowardly in that sense. You know, I was allowed to watch He-Man and I was allowed to watch Silverhawks. You know what I'm saying? Silverhawks. That's, that show was on fire. That's another monologue. Um, I was allowed to watch Thundercats and th those were violent shows. I mean, in a way, cause they were cartoons, but, but the violence was interesting because even though it's violent, it, you know, it takes a lot more skill to, and intimacy to kill someone with a knife or a sword or defend yourself with a knife or a sword than it does a gun. And when you're inflicting pain, I'm assuming with a knife or a sword, it, there's an intimacy with that where you actually have to sort of see what you're doing and look in the eyes of the violence that you're perpetuating. Whether it's self-defense or not, it's still a violent act. And so in a way, there's more of a, I think more of a, a there's, there's like an understanding when you're the person perpetuating it of what you're actually doing. Whereas with a gun, it's like a fucking video game. It's totally indiscriminate. It's completely disconnected. And with the way technology is developed, even when you're utilizing real weapons of mass destruction, it looks like a video game. I mean, you're, you're looking at a screen and all you see is little dots and you just kind of press a button. Boom. 60 people are dead. Um, you run around with an AK-47. You can knock a ton of people out with this thing. And so I think it's a good thing to be uncomfortable with guns. And not just because I am, I've just noticed for me, it humanizes stuff. Um, and so I think it's a good thing to be uncomfortable with guns, should feel uncomfortable in your hand. Even responsible, responsible gun owners that I've talked to, they talk about instilling a certain fear. You should be afraid of who you should be afraid of this fucking weapon. This gun guns, there's no other reason for a gun except to kill. It could be to kill an animal to eat it. You're still killing. There's no other reason to have a gun. And all the, the major sort of gun folks, the really kind of, hey, guns, we got to defend guns. You notice that? You notice how people defend guns in the wake of mass tragedy? Except, and, and they, they defend a gun like it's an innocent bystander. It's not the guns, it's the people. We know it's the people. But, but they're forgetting that the innate nature and the innate mechanism of a gun is extreme violence to kill. It's, it is made for that purpose. At least a knife, a butter knife, you can cut an apple and spread some jam and butter, right? I mean, you have those in your kitchen. So there's, there's other purposes. There's no, there's no gun that like mixes cake batter. There's not, there's not a, a gun that bakes cookies. It's a gun. It's a freaking gun. And for these folks in the wake of a mass tragedy and shooting like we had today 
in, in Southern California again to then say like, they, they treat the gun like it's an innocent bystander. What well, was the person to stop attacking the guns? You know what's that? They're like defending the gun. Stop attacking the guns. Are you nuts? Stop attacking the guns. You should be. What about the people that were shot by the guns? That were shot by people. We know this. But we get a combination of stuff going on in this country. We have a combination of violence. We have a combination of a population that's really comfortable with violence and really comfortable with guns. We are. We're really comfortable with it. And I'm not, maybe I'm turning into a grandpa and shit like that. I remember, you know. I wasn't. I was not until I was older allowed to play a lot of the the first per, person shooting games. The the shooters. I am a grandpa. Listen to me. Those shooter games. Like, but honestly, I wasn't because if you think about it, it's just a video game. Yes, I know. It's not really violence, but when you're looking at a g- game like where you're blowing people up all the time and and for hours and hours and hours you're just shooting and figuring out different ways to shoot and kill people, that can psychologically fuck you up, and, and you may not know it. Um, I don't think exercising that action, even in the imaginary, is a healthy exercise. And it's this—it's the same thing with movies. If if you don't if you don't feel uncomfortable when you see a violent movie, you're fucked up. Like if violence occurs, even in the imaginary, even in your suspension of disbelief with a film, if something really horrifically violent and you don't squirm a little bit, you're fucked up. And I mean that in the best way because you, you may have been desensitized by the amount of violent culture that you've intake, that you've taken into your mind and, and the pop culture that you've consumed and the movies and the they consume. If it's so violent, I mean, if we got movies now attempting to, to figure out different ways to, to, to demonstrate violence, like the Saw movies and stuff like that, this, and, and you're watching that kind of shit, you're, you're fucked up. You really are. And and that has a lot to do with the fact that it's like it, it doesn't affect you anymore. I'm I'm a baby man still. When there's something violent in the movie, I'll watch violent movies. But it's with the nature of understanding that even if it's imaginary, that violence isn't a good thing. It's having the empathy to know that the people, even in the imaginary, are going to be injured and hurt, and their lives and their families are going to be destroyed because of this violence. And so. When you have a real life tragedy that happens, there's a sense of disconnect because we don't know what's fact, fiction, media, video game. And when there's a real life tragedy, unless you're there and you're a person that's a, a big guns right person and, and you're, you're defending a gun in the, in, the, in the wake of 14 to 20 people, I don't know how many of it was, being killed, human beings, human beings. And if you're defending that, you're defending something, I think you're on the wrong side of the fence. Because the, 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 the Second Amendment, when they're talking about the right to bear arms, they're talking about muskets. They're not, talk, they're not talking about AK-47s. They're talking about muskets. To hunt and to defend yourself in a way at the last resort. You know the muskets, the big ones that like if they shot you, you could get hit in the leg with some lead, peel it out, and you'd be okay that night for dinner. Muskets. You gotta be nuts. Not AK-47s, not bazookas. That's what we're talking about. And to and to take that out of context is a ridiculous thing. And you're right. And I'm telling you. 
I believe the people people are right that say that it's an internal thing, culturally and in the family. We got to figure out, we have to culturally shift the way that we approach guns and violence. That comes in the house. I'll jump on that side, the 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 family value side, folks. Like, it happens in, internally in the house, the way you're raised, the, w- the way that you appreciate human life and understand how it affects, how violence affects and how guns affect human life. But at the same time, we got to have some restriction, just like I did growing up. I had gun restriction. I had gun regulation. I knew what it was. I, I was taught to defend myself in any way. I was taught that if ever in a situation there was a gun or a weapon involved, use it as a last resort, value your life, protect your family. But there was regulations. And there was regulations on how I learned about violence and how I learned about guns. And that's a good thing. Now I don't even want to touch one. Unless I have to. Now I don't even want to touch one. And I think when you don't want to touch a gun, and if it feels so uncomfortable, it means that you have respect for life. Because you know even by touching a gun, you're risking a life. 